before we dive into this week's episode, I want to tell you all about my brand new masterclass, Four Things You Need to Know to Get into Superhero Shape Over 40. And yes, this includes our four-step superhero formula for body shape change for women in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. And yes, you will learn exactly what to focus on to get sexy strong without wasting your time, energy, and money that doesn't involve spending hours in the kitchen or gym every day. And even if you have an injury or hormonal struggles or are feeling far from super right now. And this masterclass delivers on a step-by-step formula and busts crazy diet and exercise myths that you may not know you even believed. Which means you don't have to rely on guesswork and Google and wading through hours of conflicting health and fitness information online. So you just spend 60 minutes of your time and we can promise to give you back hours. So come check it out now for free at warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash masterclass. Okay, let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to the Goddess Got Goals podcast, and we are on our second bonus episode as we relaunch our amazing podcast and share this message out with you today. And today's episode is a juicy one. We're introducing you to the kind of behind the scenes journey of why I wanted to create this podcast. Like what was my um, thought process? What have I gone through? What are the, the key points and pivotal moments in my life that you might relate to also and have also struggled with? Um, and why I even called it the Goddess Goggles podcast. So without further ado, we're gonna dive on in. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Lisa Barlai, and I consider myself a fitness feminist and wellness alchemist, the kick-ass catalyst helping busy, ambitious women over 40 to become strong of mind, body, and character. You see, I wasn't always fit, lean, or strong, I was never motivated to exercise, barely drank water, and lived off bread, pasta, and cheese. But since starting my own wellness journey some 20 years ago and becoming certified in life coaching, plant-based and sports nutrition, holistic health, mindfulness, and kettlebell and personal training, I've learned how to create healthy habits and daily rituals rather than rely on my willpower and motivation, plus become a total health, fitness, and superhero geek. So we're coming at you with live workshop-style health and wellness episodes packed with actionable step-by-step tips and real talk that are helping thousands of busy, ambitious women to become stronger in mind, body, and character, to be the best superhero versions of themselves without that fear of grind, guilt, or burnout. I want to teach women how to achieve goals as women, being feminine AF, because goddess got goals. Welcome to today's episode, the special bonus episode number two, and we're talking about why I've always wanted a podcast and some of the behind the scenes stuff to developing the podcast, to coming up with why a podcast for this mission, for this movement, and why me talking about it. So I have always wanted some sort of a way to um, connect with my community right? I have done video before. I have done, I, you know, obviously we have a YouTube channel. We've done all of these things, but 
there's something pretty amazing about a podcast for connecting with um, fellow humans, right? Being in, being between somebody's ears, <laughs> so to speak, and to connect with them um, is a privilege, is a complete honor for me because I really do feel like I can connect and I can deliver the messages and the questions and the and the answers. Um, in a way that makes me feel connected to to the community that I want to grow. Yes. And I suppose it was kind of destined to be um, being a really good talker is what I was told. Um, you know, did you ever get those report cards in school where it was like, Lisa would be really good if she didn't talk so much? Or um, in my yearbook, you know, I was voted the person most likely to be a, an annoying DJ. Yes. Thank you for that. Um but also my kind of, um, I wouldn't like to say my rebel attitude because I don't, I don't know if it's so much rebel attitude as much as maybe feminist attitude is that I really do have this power to want to stand up for what I believe in. I'm quite happy to be the, the person you know, in my friends that talks up or asks the questions or asks the hard questions. I've always been that person. I've always been that person, even, you know, in my teens where they were like, Lisa, you go ask them or Lisa, you go say that. Right. And, um, I was always maybe the brave one or the outspoken one. Um, and also, I suppose I have, even from a very young age, just bucked the trends. You know, I became a vegetarian at 13 because of animal rights and wanting to support, um, you know, against animal violence. Um, I have, you know, throughout my teenage years and younger fought to be the only girl on the football team when I lived in Australia, our soccer team. I was the only girl of, of five brothers. You know, I was off the only girl in my karate dojos when they and kung fu dojos when my my um, brothers used to take me to my martial arts style training, and they were part of it too. Um, I, you know, even went on to study and make my my university project about you know feminist issues of looking at women in the workplace between you know between France and Europe and in the UK so there's always been this sense of being an advocate i suppose or being somebody happy to act you know being an activist or an advocate to stand up for their rights and i think for me using the podcast in this way makes me feel like i'm able to continue to do that you know so i'm never shy of saying some controversial things, I suppose. Although, you know, with my own nature, it can sometimes feel really a bit um, challenging to do that. But sometimes it needs to be said. And I, I do believe that the debate and the questioning and the, um, the, the, the information needs to be out there for people to, you know, look for it for themselves. Yeah. And to take responsibility for their own actions, strangely enough, to be your own superhero. So what I want to talk about here is some of the things that I came up against when I was trying to 
you know, do my own style of goal setting and achievement as a woman. Um, and also, you know, some of the things that made it really hard and difficult or the challenges. And I think that maybe you might have also witnessed these struggles too. So for example, one of the ones that first came to mind when I was kind of making some notes for today's podcast was about like, the first one was time management, right? Gurus and the 5am club and um, this kind of almost toxic masculine culture that I found when I first became like self-employed and in the personal development field. There was this whole um, movement of get up really early, the miracle morning, the 5am club, the, you know, get up and, you know, uh, really early at the crack of dawn and do these things, right? And what I've realized um, about that is that, first of all, I'm not saying that that's bad. What I'm saying is that doesn't work for everyone. Just like most things, there's always going to be a strategy that's like, this works for some people, this does not work for some people, right? And if it doesn't feel good, why are we for forcing ourselves to do it because others are doing it? And that's maybe my message for the whole podcast today. But anyway, so <laughs> it's for me, the 5am club struck fear and like anxiety, just even thinking about it. Why? I am not an early riser. It's not actually within my DNA. I am a night person. I do night work, <laughs> right? I am most creative during the night and I just don't do mornings. This has been a struggle, obviously, working in a nine to five environment or an eight to five environment in my corporate jobs, etc. Um, and it left me always feeling less than, right? Not capable, not successful, Um and really, why, and here we go with the why is it necessary questions, like, but why is it necessary for us to live in a nine to five environment? So for me, I think when it came to the time management side of things, this is where I realized that I needed to be an entrepreneur, first and foremost, because then I could determine my own um, time, I could determine my own structure. And it wasn't that I was lazy or not achieving or not successful. It's just that the nine to five, you know, cyclical nature from a masculine energy point of view did not work for me. It did not work for me. And it was only pretty much, I'm only going to say maybe 10 years ago that I truly forgave myself and give myself permission to live my life at a different time frame. And I suppose it's only really in the, in the last four to five years that I've really just owned that right? So it's, it's maybe even a joke now amongst my friends, like, don't call me, don't even call me before 11 o'clock because I won't answer. Don't ask me to do anything before 11 o'clock. I won't do it. <laughs> I have a very good friend who does sunrise yoga at five or six o'clock and she keeps in the morning and she keeps asking me to come along. And it's not that I couldn't do it, but, um, and not that maybe I wouldn't want to, because I was like, oh, that might be quite nice. And I could do it once and it would be great. But I have given myself permission to be me with regards to that time management and to understand that when it comes to that cyclical nature and like, don't get me wrong, have I gotten up really early? You know, Josh was a baby. There was a lot of 3am, 4am, 5am, 6am mornings. Yeah, there was a lot of, um, when I worked in a corporate world, getting up early. And yes, I, I did go to some yoga classes and things early in the morning. So it's not that I haven't experienced that. 
But for me, when it comes to this time management guru, productivity, 5 a.m. club message, it doesn't allow for those of us that don't want to live in that nine to five cyclical um, masculine energy cycle to find our own way with that. In my experience also, as women get older and go through a perimenopausal energy shift, um, we, we do need to sleep more. And also if you're you know, building lean muscle, we talk about sleep a lot here on the podcast. It's really important to me. And this is just the way that my um, circadian rhythm is set now, right? I don't wake up to an alarm. I go to bed at the same time. I wake up at the same time. It just happens to be 10 or 11. It's, it's actually about 10 o'clock, right? So sometimes it's a little bit of like 11, but mostly it's between 10 and 11. But I don't go to bed until like one. And I'm productive right up until nine. Yeah. So you, you got to work with, with what works for you. And I think that it's not about time management, but about energy management and maybe giving ourselves the permission to understand that we live in different cycles, which leads me on to my next point, right? Which is about masculine toxic goal setting, which is the same thing. It's very myopic, very, and myopic meaning just cent centrally focused, right? So in that, in that way, as women, we, we don't think of um, goals in that way. Uh, we are systems thinkers, we're systems based, which basically means a woman has to think about 20 different things at one time. We have to do something, but also think, where's my child? Is my child okay? Is my parents okay? Am I going to be fed? Are we going to get this finished? Does this need to be looked after? What needs to be done over here? And that's the nature of how we think. We're systems thinkers. Yeah, because that's how our human nature is developed. So a lot of the time when we're setting goals, it's really hard for us to be completely myopic on one goal because we don't allow ourselves that, that, um, that space to do that because we are thinking about so many other things. And as men can, that's just how their brains are wired. I think it's to do with the hunter gatherer. They have to, you know, kill the thing to get the thing, to bring the thing, to feed the tribe. Um, they had to be um, myopic and, and centrally focused. And that's the nature of how their brains and um, energy work. But that doesn't necessarily work for us. So when it comes to goals, we need to look at it from a holistic point of view, right? Yes, by all means, we don't have too many goals because it's difficult for us to, to focus, right? And we're talking about energy and focus management here. But we also have to understand that that toxic goal setting, sometimes that masculine toxic goal setting can mean that we always feel unfulfilled we always feel behind. We always feel like we either need to do it perfectly or not at all. And it can lead to a lot of shame and guilt and burnout. Yeah. So I wanted to create something different. And the next step that I want to talk about is about planners, right? Because again, I've gone on a search to like go, there's bound to be a time management productivity, you know, planning system. And I love planners and notebooks and pens. I mean, who else does? Come on, hands up hands up right now. Yeah. You love a good notebook. You love a good pen, love a good planner. But every single one that I worked with, there was a couple that came close, but it didn't, it either was too much or there was loads of pages I wasn't using, or it was 5am to 
you know, 5 p.m. And that was the life, right? So it didn't really work with regards to me using a system to actually help me with my energy and focus management. Uh, and I literally have planner, planners out the wazoo. I mean, I have hundreds of them <laughs> and I've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, maybe, yeah, I wouldn't even say a thousand, but hundreds of dollars for sure. And then the last one I want to talk about also, which has kind of been part of the behind the scenes journey is rules in school, corporate jobs and no balance. So, you know, at, at some point I decided that for Josh, it was not his path to go to school and I was going to homeschool him. So I had wanted to homeschool him um, before I'd sent him to the uh, Rudolf Steiner school that he went to for a couple of years. He went to their kindergarten and started um, their first year, which would have been about seven. So he was there for nearly three years. And um, what, what we realized was that neither of us worked well in a, in a structured system. Knowing now that I have ADHD, Josh thinks that he has ADHD. He's not been uh, diagnosed. We're looking at we're looking at that, um, but also his learning style, just who he is as how he learns. Yeah, is that it just didn't work, and also the pressure of uh, pickup times when you're self-employed. You have ADHD, which means you have time blindness, and you are trying to get your son to do to do the school run uh, and get there on time to then pick him up on time was very difficult for me it was really really challenging but more so was the guilt that the parents put you under with regards to that now i'm a you know i'm a big believer in you know supporting people for the right purpose right but the, the the guilt, the the punishment that I got for Josh being five minutes, 10 minutes late um, was unheard of, right? It really made me feel diminished as a human. And I remember feeling like this is not the way I want to be in this world and start my day every day. And however much I tried to get him there on time and do all of the things, I just constantly felt like I wasn't enough or doing enough. And then that must have also come through to him. So, you know, school not being right for him, plus that, that being that extra layer of school run madness, plus my time blindness on top of it, and then also being punished for that was really a tough time for me. Um, and I think that I was strong enough to challenge that and go, this is not the way that I want to live. I don't want to live with constantly feeling berated and punished for challenges that I have, right? With my brain, with ADHD and my time blindness, with, um, but, you know, rather than that, I should have been supported with what my, my, you know, my, my strengths were, right? So this is where I really want women to understand is that if you are constantly feeling like you're struggling, you're not good enough, you know, there's guilt everywhere, right? You're always running behind, you're forgetting things, you know, you forgot their letter that you had to sign or their pack lunch or, and you're constantly feeling like that. How are you ever going to feel confident? How are you ever going to feel strong? How are you ever going to feel like yourself, right? 
and then we add lose weight on top of a to-do list and then that just makes <laughs> it all go mad and crazy, right? So there's no sense of balance and balance not from a work-life balance point of view, but from an energy point of view. And also that sense of feeling good, feeling good, right? Starting your day feeling good and happy and fulfilled, you know, feeling like you're achieving, feeling like you have momentum, feeling like you are moving forward in a positive way without that guilt, without that grind, without that hustle, without that sense of constant failing, right? Because we can't live up, live up to these standards. And that's how I want the movement of the Goddess Got Goals to be about, right? That's that's what I wanted. I want us to achieve goals as women, to feel good as women, to feel feminine AF about everything, but also to do that without the guilt, without the grind, without the hustle. And that is the reason I created the Goddess Got Goals podcast and the Goddess Got Goals movement. So thanks for listening. We're going to be talking um, tomorrow with our X bonus one for you, where we may have, if I can get the technology to work, of course, um, some some wonderful messages from our um from our other members of the Goddess Goggles community, of my online communities, and talk about how they have been affected by their mindset and their motivation. And we're also going to cover a little bit about the most frequently asked questions that I get and, you know, how to get unstuck, right? If you are struggling with motivation and the mindset stuff, how to get unstuck. But as always, we hope that you're enjoying these bonus episodes and hearing more about the mission um, and the movement behind the Goddess Got Goals podcast. And of course, we would love it if you would hit that subscribe button, share it out with friends, get this movement out there, because that's how we are heard in this world is through you guys sharing it and letting others know about what we're trying to achieve here. And we'll be back same time, same place tomorrow with our next bonus episode sharing all of these things. Things. Until then, have a fabulous time. Peace out. Well, you made it to the end, my friend. You are my favorite kind of person. Seriously, a total badass. But if you like this episode, we've got a whole bunch waiting for you. With show notes, promos, discounts, lots and lots of freebies. And all you got to do is go over to warriorgoddesskettlebelltraining.com forward slash podcasts. That's with an S. And don't forget to hit subscribe totally uh, on any of your you know favorite podcast platforms and of course leave us a review we really like that or why not continue to be part of our community register to join the tribe the goddess got goals podcast tribe community and come on over to warrior goddess kettlebelltraining.com forward slash tribe and i look forward to catching up with you next week or maybe in the next episode your super friend